1: This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Boys of 161st Street. Thank you for joining we are looking a little bit like the uh, Baltimore Orioles out there, but there's still hope. I think that we still got a couple more games left to turn this thing around. But uh let's get into it. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about Yanks, how we can turn this season around and um, you know, get into it. Let's do it. All right, we are uh, we're watching some Yankees baseball right now. So if we tend to yell during this podcast, please advise and uh, you know help us help us get through this tough time right now. Murph, how are we feeling right now?
1: Not great, <clears throat> not great at all. I, as you said, we're watching and uh, Toronto just tied it. So by the time anybody's <laughs> listening to this, we'll know the outcome or you'll know the outcome, but. You know, but bear with us as tough, we're watching the last tough, tough to of this watch, game.
0: tough to watch, and try and talk about hopefulness of the Yankees season as we're watching the season literally fall in front of our eyes right now. But we got stuff to talk about. We we went to Baltimore and and tried to try to win a few games, which we thought going into that that series that it was going to be a automatic couple wins. We were looking at the schedule coming up. We had. Baltimore we have the Blue Jays we have the Red Sox Miami. Miami coming up and everyone was like we're okay we're gonna win these games not a big deal we can get through this and to be honest I'm I'm a little worried I'm not gonna lie it's not I, I try and be hopeful a lot of time I'm an optimistic person for the most part but this team right now if we continue to play this way we are we're not going to win a world series and we need to make some adjustments for sure. We need a couple of players to, to come out and be the key players that we need to, to be to, you know, win actual ball games. It's as simple as
2: that.
1: It, it is. And uh, well, the last time that I recorded, I, I missed the last episode, but the last time I recorded, uh, Luke asked where our panic meters were at. And I was saying, you know, this was during the race series. And I'm like, you know, the Rays are one thing. I'm okay with not beating the Rays as long as we turn around and beat these other teams. And then since we only won one game against the Orioles, and now here we are, you know, in a 6 6 game with Toronto. So here's, here's, these were supposed to be the big turnaround games, and they haven't been. So now my panic meter is way beyond what it was last week. Yeah,
0: I think once, when we dropped down to third place below the Blue Jays the last few days, that was a big. That sucked. That was a big, you know, turning point in our panic meter. We went from not being yeah. worried at all to, oh shit, we might not make the wild card spot in the playoffs, which is, it just crazy to even say. It. That was the first time I ever said that out of my yeah. my mouth before, and just it seems so weird. But it's the reality, and that's the shitty reality. I think that, you know, I saw a a playoff prediction bracket. If the playoff, if the season ended today and we were gonna go into the playoffs. We would face the Rays. We would be the eighth seed, the Rays be the one seed. And that petrifies me. If we were gonna yeah, end we're the season today and, and play that, we're not winning.
1: No. Nope. We're we That's are not winning shot. that
0: game. And there's a lot of people to to blame for this. I think we can blame the coaching staff, you can blame the the pitching staff, you can blame people not playing to par, but At the end of the day, the biggest thing that we see that we're not doing is hitting the fucking baseball.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I was sitting actually in class before we started recording this and I'm watching on the ESPN, you know, like the game cast, like I didn't have the actual game up. I'm looking at the game cast and it shows, you know, all these stats, whatever on the side. And I was just thinking in my own head, like, wow, we really rely on the long ball way too much because at this point it was three to two and it was, you know. Or I'm sorry, well, actually, the first three runs were all home runs, but it was 2-2, and it was two home runs, and then Andahar goes yard, and I'm like, yeah, great. You know, Voigt goes yard, Hicks goes yard, Andahar goes yard, great, but nobody's on. Solo shots, the pitchers are even taught. You can overcome the solo shot. Yeah. Halfway through the class, Frazier hits the double scores, too, and it kind of ate what I was planning on saying on this podcast anyway, but it still rings true where generally we're relying on the long ball, and we can't hit situationally at
0: all. We do, we do, and... To ease everyone's mind a little bit, I know we came off this episode a little bit hot about saying we're not going to make the playoffs, we're, we're in trouble, all this kind of stuff. And for all you people who are statistic people out there who want to judge everything by the numbers, and we're looking at fan graphs, and we have a 92% chance of making the playoffs right now. And the Blue Jets have an 84% chance. I don't know how the hell is even possible given that they're ahead of us, but that's the way it works, and if we're looking at it as a, we're Yankees fans. We're watching this game all the time. That makes zero sense to me. I am not 90% confident that we're making the playoffs right now. Watching the gate which watching these games and seeing how these guys are playing. I'm just, I'm just not. And I want to be confident. I want to be out there encouraging people that we're going to be okay. And it's tough just because we are, we're not capitalizing on opportunities. We're not hitting the baseball. Well, our pitching has been subpar. Injuries continue to be a problem. But again, I say all this to say that it sucks right now, but there is some sort of hope on the horizon if we do get it together, but it needs to come together in these next few games. And I, I hate ke- I hate to keep saying that, Oh, the next few games we're, when we're really going to turn it around. I hate saying that. Cause I feel like I've been saying that for three weeks right now, mm. but we, we need to turn it together right now as we're watching an, us blow another lead. But, we need to turn turn it around. Yesterday,
1: yeah, no, I'm with you. And a lot of that, I think, comes from the idea behind the dugout. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter this week where you know we're missing CC, we're missing DD, those locker room presences that really helped us out in the past few years. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, not that we should take DD back or pull CC out of retirement. Obviously, that's not going to fix the problem. But especially with Judge out of the lineup, there's not really that same kind of, all right, let's go pick it up tomorrow. There's no team meetings like we've been talking yeah. about needing to see on Twitter as well. Like that, that kind of stuff's not happening. I think that's why the skid's been so prolonged when in years past, it's been, all right, we skid and then we're right back up and right back in it for the last few years. And this is, you know, the coldest stretch of Yankee baseball I've seen in the last few years. Yeah. And we
0: had a great, we had a great response from the DMS about people talking about Anduhar and, and Romine came up a little bit, and we'll get into that a little bit later when we play the voicemails and we read about the DMs. But for right now, let's let's get into a little bit of the awards because I know we go over all the goods, the bads, the, the, the debates, and all that kind of stuff, but there's not a lot of good going on. I think that we give the belt out every week, and it's to the same three, four people. It's DJ LeMayhew, it's Luke Voigt, it's Clint Frazier. That's about it. Where where are we gonna give these awards out to people who are producing more for this team? We I'm looking for more people people to give it to. People one one person does something right, and I want to bo- boast about them. I want to talk about them. I want to give them the glory that they deserve. And it's so hard because I always get pulled down the next day when they shit the bed or something like that. But so I, I think that the belt this week goes to the same guys who have been consistent, and Murphy, if you disagree at all, let me know, but for for right now, I I don't know anyone else who I can can give that award to, because it's just been a consistent three, four players who are producing for this offense, and I'm really not confident in giving any pitchers this award either, because they've all been subpar.
1: I think there are two people that you could argue the award the belt would go to. Um, I think we're going to end up talking about him later so i'll i'll be brief here with that but um i think if you're gonna give it to any pitcher it's jonathan holder he's the thank you i gave him credit last
0: last week and everyone gave me Dude, shit I'm about glad, that I'm
1: glad somebody did because i've been trying to give him credit for a few episodes and it seems you know that it's been the small sample size he'll fall apart pitched really well today even um so great. i think holder is the the only one of the only bright spots in the bullpen you want to hear something so crazy right now He's I
0: I gave I gave the my rounding third last week. I don't know if you weren't only if you listened to that, but the rounding third last week I gave to him was that he was going to be a our top three, even top two out of the bullpen by the end of the by the playoff coming. And again, it's a rounding third, so it's a it's a controversial topic. Yeah, definitely
1: hot take, but I see where you're coming from on it because yeah. you know it's not that he couldn't do that. He's putting up really really good numbers this year, and the rest of the bullpen isn't so. Listen, he, that stance, yeah. he
0: has as good of a sample size as anybody. He's pitched 12 games so far. And then you have mm-hmm. Chad Green pitching 15 and Zach Britton pitching 13 right after that. He is the lowest ERA out of,
1: out of all those guys right there. And yeah, those, those, those are some big name guys. Just above a two, like a 220 or 230 ERA. And, um, you know, he, he's just looking really, really good. Um, and the confidence thing, like when, Last year, when Holder's in the bullpen, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Same thing with, like, um, you know, the David Hales of the world. Like, I put him in that lump category, Louis Sessa, those guys. And now this year, um, he's obviously still coming in in the middle of the game. That's where he's comfortable when he comes in those middle innings. Like, today, yeah. I think he came in in the fourth of the fifth. But I'm confident seeing him come in in the fourth of the fifth. I'm not rolling my eyes saying, here we go again. Yeah. Now I roll my eyes when Nick Nelson comes in. So he's kind of going up the totem pole in the bullpen, and he's pitching really, really well. Yeah, the thing you can argue is that he's
0: not put in these – as high leverage situations as a Chad green is put into or, or sure. in out Chapman e. Britain as well. You can argue that, that he's not put into these high leverage situations, but you can't argue the numbers if he, he's actually doing well, he's pitching, yeah. he's pitching well. And it it's crazy because he's one of those guys who we've, we've shit on for a long time because he's just been a pretty bad pitcher for the longest yeah, time. In the Yankees. You know, five
1: ERA. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, he's, he's a young guy. People, people forget he's a very young guy with a lot of potential, and I know it's, again we talk about it all the time, but it's a small sample size. But this season, in a season of all seasons where everyone's doing poorly, he's been one of the few guys to actually produce to some some level where we can kind of rely on him. And nowadays, that's kind of that's kind of a relieving thing that I I take assurance to, and I want I want to boast about.
1: Absolutely. The yeah. only other guy that I mentioned that's out of the usual that could maybe get in a, the uh, the belt, I think he maybe next week he gets it. Is He's starting to figure it out a little bit to the plate? He got the monkey off his back with the home run last week, and his average was down. And like last time I checked, it was like 0.8 Yeah, when he was down in the alternate site, now he's got it up into the two hundreds at least. I'm, he's got to be hitting like four hundred in the last week or two. Yeah. So um, he he's getting over that hump, and, he's, and we need him obviously. I mean, Geo's out; it's his time to kind of. Re- reaffirm Yankees fans that he belongs on the roster.
0: Yeah, 100%. And Miguel and Duhar, again, incredible small sample size, but to give you some perspective, he was hitting, what, a buck 20 when he, before he got sent down? Something ridiculous like that. Something terrible. Something yeah. probably below 120. He's mm-hmm. now hitting 220, and that's after, what, three games, four games that he's been brought up? That's a 100 point jump. That's nothing to kind of, that's nothing to just push away. And that kind of brings me into, I'll I'll talk about my, my first personal award because that's a nice transition talking about Miguel and Duhar. But my first personal award was, we need you now more than ever award. And that's really to Miguel and Duhar because I need people to get hot. And my biggest fear is that Luke Voigt, Clint Frazier, I'm not going to say LeMayhew because LeMayhew's a machine, and I, I am 100% confident that as long as he's in the lineup, he's going to be hitting the ball. But guys like Clint Frazier and guys like Luke Voigt, I've been waiting for them to kind of slow down a little bit, and they haven't to an extent, but they're still producing to a level where they are the only people in the offense that are actually producing runs or being part of runs and getting on base and that kind of stuff. And I, I need more people to be that, that guy to fill in a different role. And if McGill and Duar can get hot, that that's a huge bat that everyone underestimates because everyone forgets that he was the rookie of the year in the entire MLB and 100% the Yankee organization
1: two years ago. Absolutely. It's funny because I chuckled when you said the need you now more than ever award because that was the name of my award. But no, it wasn't. Andrew Hart. I swear to God. It no, was, it was was it. Andrew Hart. I just said, we need you. not uh, we need you now more than ever. It was, it was, but the same thing, but, uh, for judge judge, because, uh, as I mentioned earlier with the locker room presence, missing DD and, and CC, I was going to tie that in, but we need his, he's the locker room guy. He, we've had, yeah. been debating about him being a captain. Um, I think we're still going to continue to struggle until he's back in the lineup. We need some kind of a spark like that. And I think it's going to come from him. So that was my, I guess, award, um, Anyway, but yeah, funny, and, it was pretty much the same. Thing. Yeah,
0: but it, it's but the thing about that though, it just shows how relevant a couple other people actually producing does for this late Yankees offense. Absolutely, like we have a couple people producing runs, but <laughs> my, my award last week was my back hurts award, and that was to Luke Voigt because yeah. he. He is literally carrying this team. And then you had Clint Frazier come up and he's helping out as well. And then LeMahieu is was just Lemayhu, and he's an absolute animal and he's obviously going to produce runs and get, and get hits. But we need other people to be in that lineup to actually make me feel confident that we're going to, we're going to get hits. And it's not, again, this isn't, this is, we're not, we're not saying this because a few games happened and we're not hitting well. This has been the entire season.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. And, and I'm you know a- what it is. You know what we miss? It's that DJ is always there at the top, right? He's always going to get hit. And we found ourselves at the beginning of this year thinking that Andahar or Gio or, you know, maybe Gardner or Fraser if he's up, somebody like that is going to be hitting in an eight, nine hole. But now we have Estrada hitting in the, the uh, nine hole who can't get on base. We have Guardi at the eight hole who can't get on base. So then DJ gets on and then Judge isn't yep. hitting too. Yep.
0: That's a great we point. We need that.
1: And take a, know, take a look I at those hitting two, he's hitting great but still
0: yeah and take a look at those guys who just mentioned who are supposed to be in that eight hole Estrada batting 194 Gardner batting 180 then you Higgy. have yeah Higgy um Today. yeah and then you have well what's what's Higashioshi' batting uh he's batting two, two, 234 208. yeah 208. but again small incredibly small sample size. Then you have Tyler Wade also been put in those situations 158 yeah the, the, these numbers are not going to set up the rest of the team to be successful they're
1: not even getting on base yeah you, you need well, that's why these I guys. think Hicks is so important because he's uh, we're relying on the long ball right we're a home run hitting team yeah but in order for a home run hitting team to succeed you need people on base so these they're not solo shots you know they're two or three run home runs and that's where you know Hicks walks every other time he's at the plate yeah DJ La is always on. So when you go through two, three, four, there's people on base. But now the whole you know seven through nine, even almost six through nine hitting under two fifty, not getting on base so when you do get to the top, they're solo home runs. yeah and
0: and that's why I keep saying, you know you need we need more of these impact guys to get hot. Aaron Hicks and Duhar judge judge to just get back, right? And then, like, those are the guys, Gleyber Torres, these are the guys who are the supposed to be impact players. Gary Sanchez, who I have no hope for anymore, but we'll get into that a little bit later. These are the guys who we need to really come out and fucking hit the ball and support our, our pitching, right? We, we, can, we, we can talk all day about how bad our pitching is,
1: but you got to score to win, and we haven't been scoring a win, right? Yeah. Especially against seems like the Orioles. They had a rookie pitcher the other – I think yesterday. Right? Yesterday they had a rookie pitcher. We got one run on them. I mean, we had six tonight, sure. But as of right now, as of the bottom of the sixth, we've given up eight. So it's a combination of both. It's one is on and the other. And it's not – it's never firing on all cylinders, at least within the past two weeks or so.
0: I mean, take a look at the game where – um, Devi Garcia pitched, and I'll even say the other game too, where where Garrett Cole pitched, right? Let's take a look at the Garrett Cole game first. I think he pitched what six innings, five innings, and he didn't let up any runs until that last inning. No, he he was pitching a shutout game until until that last inning. Oh my God! And we're, what we're waiting five innings to score a run, and we're trying to support a franchise pitcher who was Garrett Cole, who was supposed to be this amazing guy, which he's he's shown to be. And we're just not producing any runs for him. We, we, we can't be doing that. And we can blame these, we can blame these pitchers all we want. And yes, it is their fault, but it's also the hitter's fault too. And it's just easier to blame pitchers because they're the
1: ones that are actually giving up the runs. Speaking of runs, (laughs) uh, Speaking of runs, Kenley Jansen just hit a grand slam, make
0: it 12 6. So, completely contradicts everything I just said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of giggling to myself as I got that alert. I, I didn't want to cut you off or anything, but oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, it's still relevant. Yeah, it's still relevant. Well, that's the thing. That's why, that's why it's so bad. It's because, you know, you got a guy like you know, giving up six runs in an outing. Like, come on. And then we also can't hit. Yeah, but again this like, is one of, we should we should be able to score six runs and win a game easily. Yes, a hundred percent. Especially when you're up six to two when the bullpen comes in. But even just because, even just
0: watching you know, that last even just watching that last inning with Ottavino he was in there for way too long. He was not looking good whatsoever. And if I can see that from the TV with my baseball knowledge, how the hell can Aaron Boone not see that with his baseball knowledge sitting two feet away from the guy? That's what I don't get, but that's a whole different fucking story.
1: You know, it's funny. It was, you know, two weeks ago we were talking. Two, three weeks ago we were talking about how Aaron Boone's mismanaging games by not bringing in the good relievers, <laughs> the Chad Greens of the world, the Britons when he was healthy, the Ottavinos uh, and guess who just blew the game?
0: Yeah, and Green and Ottavino. and now, it doesn't make any sense. Now I'm just yelling at anyone who wants to listen because I don't know who That's to blame
1: anymore. I don't <laughs> know. That's the thing you don't, and it's and it's so frustrating to watch because you know, last couple of years and the beginning of this year. You're expecting to win games. You're expecting to beat the Blue Jays two out of three games. You're expecting to probably sweep the Orioles, and now going to the Orioles series, I'm like, oh, if we can get two out of here, we'll be okay.
3: Yeah,
0: and looking looking back on it, I'm I'm thinking about the past things I've said, and I've been shitting on Boone for so long. And don't get me wrong, he's made some terrible decisions. Yeah, but I mean, who's who's to blame right now? I'm I'm looking at. The, the hitters and looking at the pitchers, they're both playing like shit. This whole team's a joke right now. I don't I don't know who to blame right now. It, it's it's boggling my mind. I really don't know who to yell at. I'm just yelling at whoever wants to fucking listen. And if every oh, if, I feel like every Yankee fan in the world is feeling the exact same way.
1: Like, Yankees fans get such a rap for you know being so hard on a guy as soon as something you know moderately goes wrong they they you know turn their backs on a player or a manager or whatnot. But this I think any team that with this high of expectations that's performing like this, I don't know a single fan that would be even remotely optimistic at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to be,
0: I'm but. trying to be, and I'm, I'm trying to be the, the voice of reason for some people to, to come and listen to and feel optimistic about it. And it's tough watching a game right now when we're down 12, six, hopefully it stays that way. Hopefully it doesn't stay that way. Sorry, but it, it's, you know, I'm yelling at the wall to try and to try and fix this. But anyway, and I know, I know. We're on the on the, well, the last bad thing we'll talk about for the time being, but I want to give away the uh, the Kevin the Kevin Malone Award, who should go with the whole team, but uh, let's give away the Kevin Malone Award.
1: No arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything.
0: No arms or legs, basically the entire Yankees lineup. But the one person that came to my mind this week was, you know, I've been giving this award out. For the past couple of weeks, and I feel like I've been giving it to a couple of people who are the same. So I want to change it up. Last week I gave it to Mike Talkman because he was underperforming. But this week I'm giving it to uh Mike Ford. And Mike Ford is just it's disappointing to say the least. He was so he was he felt so promising in the beginning of the season because he really was a big lefty bat in the lineup who was producing and I was confident when he was batting third in the lineup, and yep. I was like, "Shit, we got Mike Ford, big lefty bat, righty dominant lineup. He's the guy who's gonna break it up and, and help us help us out." He, he's been getting on base, hitting these line drives, sees the ball well. Nope, now he's not doing well whatsoever. He's he's batting 145, I think, right now.
1: The- we put out that poll in the beginning of the season, Mike Ford versus Luke Voigt. And, and I, you know, <laughs> it was like 55% Luke Void. Yeah. And, and which, you know, is a credit to what people's expectations for Mike Ford were. He's not producing either.
0: Yeah. And he's just been a guy who's been always too good for the minor leagues and not good enough for the MLB. And I really yeah. had hope for him to come out and be an MLB ready player. Maybe it's just the 2020 bug that no one can hit.
1: I think that's what it is. You think that's what it is? I do. I, I still have faith in Mike Ford. Uh, if he's hitting tomorrow, if he's starting tomorrow, I'm obviously upset about it because he's not playing well. But I'm not giving up on Mike Ford as a player totally. Definitely not. I think it, I think it's that 2020 bug. If, he, if everybody else was firing on all cylinders and hitting, and he's hitting 140, sure. But I'm more concerned about Gary Sanchez hitting 140 than I am about Mike Ford
0: hitting. 100%.
1: So in that sense, I'm not giving up on Mike Ford yet. For the same reason, I'm not giving up on Gary Sanchez yet.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And
1: I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up
0: on Mike Ford just yet because, again, he did play really well in the beginning of the season, and I know he has the stuff there. Like I said before, he's he's been way too good in the minor leagues and just not good enough for the for the MLB. So we know his stuff is there. He's just. I don't know. Again, I think it's I think it's a 2020 bug because he was really impactful in the beginning. But he's just one of those guys where he kind of fits into the that that category of I need you to get hot right now category. Because yeah. he he can be that impact player where he showed potential and I know he can come out and I feel confident enough where he can come out and and be a real impact player for this team. And it's just it's depressing to say the least, like I said before, that he hasn't been that guy yet.
1: Cool. It's true. But he's also he doesn't have like I think it'd be a different story. Say if, God forbid, knock on wood, say if Roy gets hurt and Mike Ford's playing every day at first base, I think his numbers would bump a bit. He's yeah, he doesn't really have a place. Like he's DHing every few days here or there. It's hard to get in a groove uh when you're doing that. So I guess maybe that's one reason I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm with you. He's he's definitely not hasn't been impressive at all. Yeah. I'm gonna we- give mine to <laughs> It seems like a cop out to say the whole bullpen. <laughs> um, I guess maybe I'll focus on Adavino just because he gave up. I'm pretty sure he gave up six runs in that last inning. Um, but the the fact that now all of a sudden we can't go in to the bullpen with a four run lead, three run lead, and actually be confident that we're going to close it out is horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you know when you really think about it, we're two weeks from the playoffs. Like that. It, imagine. Mid September in a full length season and blowing, you know, four games in two weeks. Yep, because your bullpen—that's that's, that's a huge, huge, huge cost for concern. Um, obviously, a few exceptions. The holder, as we mentioned, and this this kid that came up—I don't know how to pronounce his name. It starts with the Y. You, you're a –
0: Yeah, I saw him yeah, pitch the other day.
1: he's he's been good in two outings. So, oops. So I mean that that's just where the bullpen's at.
0: Yeah. And it sucks because right now and knowing Boone's history, I really think that Boone's gonna play the oh let's rest them card now because we're down by six runs. Because Adavino let up six runs, the rest of the bullpen needs to rest, and this game's over. And that's what really yeah. that's what really hurts me watching these games because as soon as that happened, normally I'm a very optimistic person optimistic person, like I said before. And I'd be rooting for this team and I want to come back. But even if we score three runs right now, I still have a feeling Aaron Boone's going to put in some shitty fucking reliever because he wants to rest them for tomorrow. And that's the same thing that keeps going on where he just keeps playing for tomorrow, not playing for today. And again, I'm not going to shit on Aaron Boone right now because this is not his fault losing 12 to 6. But it's. I just have a feeling that if we were to score three runs and come back a little bit, he would play the. I'm preparing for tomorrow card and not want to win today card, which is ridiculous.
1: It is. Yeah. Fun fact for you. Actually, definitely not a fun fact, and everybody that watched the game watched this, but seeing it on paper is just a little crazy. Chad Green and Adam Otavino just let up nine runs and got a collective one out. That Sorry. is absurd. I don't even know how responsible. Especially respond to for that. our two best relievers that aren't closers.
0: Especially for people who we've been hyping up this whole season. <laughs> and yeah. If you listen to a couple episodes ago, and I highly, highly recommend you do, we are just talking about how much we love Chad Green and he is the soul of our bullpen and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now today we're talking about him not even being able to get out of an inning. Not yeah, like no. is it is it the twenty twenty bug? Is it the whole Yankees team? Is it just one? cumulative, just, I don't know what, I forgot how to play baseball thing. Is it a, a lack of a leader? What the hell, what is what is it? I, I really don't know. It's, I feel like it's so many different things that I can't pinpoint one thing that it really is. No, I can't either.
1: It's, it, it's kind of just, the it feels like the wheels are falling off. That's really what it feels like. And that's obviously very dramatic to say. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not exactly what's happening, but, what it feels like
0: yeah it's it's not great um all right my uh well you got anything for rounding third or do you want me to go into it first
1: you can go ahead into it first because mine was about holder but we've already kind of touched on that all
0: right so my rounding third was kind of related to the pitching aspect of things because i've been all over the place i've been bl- I, i've been blaming pitchers i've been blaming hitters i've been blaming, blaming everybody like i said before i don't know who the hell to blame anymore I've been just yelling at anybody who wants to listen. But my rounding third right now is I genuinely don't think that our rot- that I sorry backtrack a little bit. I think that our rotation needs to be rebuilt around Garrett Cole in order to win a World Series. I I genuinely don't think that we have the tools right now in a starting a starting um sorry rotation to win a World Series. We we like we can again talk about how our, our bullpen is shit and all this kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, we need guys who can rack up innings and start the game and pitch five, six, seven, if we're lucky, innings. Let up at most two, three runs and get us to that point where the where like the 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 bats can actually produce. Then we can start blaming the bats, right? Right. It's like we we need we need one of the offense we need either the offense or, or the pitching staff to actually get to a point where I can say oh yeah it's their fault, right? I feel right. like I feel like I'm not really at that point yet because the pitching's been horrendous and also the the hitting's been horrendous. So I've been going back and forth, but I, I genuinely think that we need a starting rotation now more than ever because. I have, I do have confidence in our hitters, and I think that we do have a lot of great hitters. And most of these guys can turn it around. Miguel and Duhar, Gary Sanchez, Gary, uh, sorry, uh, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Lemayhew, Frazier, Voit, Hicks. On paper, that is a lethal fucking lineup if they're all hitting, right? Lydia, and we've seen them all hit before. So I know those guys can hit, and I think it's just a 2020 bug where we don't know how to play baseball anymore. But the pitching staff, Garrett Cole, amazing, right? We know he has stuff. Tanaka, I'm confident in. Severino, always hurt. Paxton, can't throw anymore. Hap inconsistent, right? Clark Schmidt, hasn't been proven yet. Devin Garcia, had a few, couple, few good games, hasn't been proven yet. We, we need to find the rotation that can lead us to a world series. And right now I just don't think we have it. And, and that's kind of my, my debate topic right now, because I, I do think that looking past the season and hopefully to the playoff, looking past the season and hopefully to the short term, looking to the playoffs, pitching is more, more of a factor to me. I don't know, but I don't know, know, know. I've been all over the place this episode, but pitching, pitching is definitely the, the thing that I think in the long term and in the short term is the thing that we need to focus on if we're going to make some moves in the off season or, or whatnot.
1: So I'm going to call you safe and just to embrace the sake of debate more, I, I guess I'd phrase a question to you in how do you think we physically go about rebuilding the rotation in the bullpen? Do we do it through the system with the devies and the Clarks of the world, or do we just large in free agency or do we deal with some people?
0: That's a good question. I read something today that said, um, give me one second while I pull it up. I took a screenshot on Twitter, but this guy, andrew 2 Ws one m underscore on Twitter said, Yankees payroll subtractions, subtractions after the season. Tanaka, 23 million. Ellsbury, 21 million. Hap, 17. Paxton, 12. LeMahieu, 12. Gardner, 10. And Canarzio buyout five, Britain thirteen, totaling one hundred point six four million dollars in payroll subtraction subtractions. I can't say that word after this season, right? Tanaka, I hope we hope we do some sort of deal with him, right? Happ Paxton, not crazy about. See you see later, Lemayhew blank check whatever you want. Gardner, see ya. right? Like we have ha- Britain. What? what about Britain? Britain, I, I definitely want to keep him around because I, he's one of those guys where I know he has the stuff, and I think he could have another
1: really good year. I, well, yeah, I'd sign him short-term. Yeah, I do. but
0: I think just looking at that list right now, again, that list itself and the fact that we're the New York fucking Yankees, we need to sign another, we need to sign a true number two. Right, we need to sign a two number two in the
1: rotation. Well, we have a number two. He was just hurt, Seve.
0: Right, but I'm 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 saying number two, given the fact that he hopefully comes back to what he was. But I know with those types of injuries, it's always not the like it's 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 not that predictable. So I say number two to say let's go for a number two caliber person, and then hope yeah. that. Him, whoever we sign, and Severino can fight for that number two spot, and then we are settling for a number three spot, hoping that the guy can actually be number two. If that makes sense, right? So I want to go. I want to go for a number two caliber person, and then have Severino or that person, whoever we sign, to be the the, the two three, and then have gold and have even Cole better.
1: There. Yeah, that that creates a three hundred monster because if we can right. get somebody that's good enough where it's a legitimate debate between him and Severino for the number two. Then that's going to be a hell of a top three in the rotation. And especially if we bring Tanaka back, yeah. that's going to be four. Right. And then you got Debbie and Clark. So, right. Two, two, two guys who have been very back, huge, but, huge
0: potential, you know? Yeah. And those two guys have, have shown huge potential. And again, I think our bullpen, our bullpen's there. We, we can always adjust that. And I think we've, we've, we've proven that these guys can, can be great bullpen arms, but the rotation, man, I just, I think it's our yeah. biggest flaw. And it's, if we're talking about long term, it's 100% our biggest flaw.
1: It's it's frustrating because we have so many guys that are pretty good. And that, you know, you got Montgomery in there, Paxman, he's healthy. Hap, honestly, sometimes it's just fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it, it is kind of a downfall. Like you think, again, Tanaka, Sevy, he's healthy. Herman, who we always seem to forget about because he's, you know, been gone all year. So we gotta start getting rid of some of these guys if it's not gonna. But here's out. the thing, though. Here's the thing. Just just looking, just hearing what you said right
0: there. It's we have Garrett Cole number one, obviously, and then every single person after that, it has a but afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Severino, but if he's healthy. Tanaka, but if he can be consistent. Hap, but he sucks. Paxton, he sucks too, right? Clark Schmidt, if he okay. can perform. Devi, if he is what he what he, if what he can be, right? Every single person Come has on, a butt.
1: Yeah, his <laughs> yeah.
0: Every single person has a but or an if afterwards, except for Garrett Cole, yeah. right? No, I'm with you. We we can't have that sort of uncertainty in the lineup, and a rotation. We need people to fucking produce, and that's why our rotation just is our number one priority, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I just think you know to build. A playoff in a, in a World Series winning team is that it starts with starting pitching. And we don't have, we, I mean, at the beginning of this year, we had a top starting pitching, a top bullpen, and a top lineup, but, you know, injuries happened and suddenly we don't have that. So, you know, we got to start from square one, I guess, next year. I hate to start talking about next year already, but yeah, it's gone. we're not, we're, we're still hopeful. We're,
0: we're still all that. Do you Do you have any more rounding thirds or we you kind of talking about it with, with Jonathan Holt? No,
1: we, we got around to everything.
0: All right, cool. Let's uh, take a quick break. Got to play some Bills around here. Keep the lights on. So uh, we'll be back in just a bit. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Listen, you've counted on restaurants, but now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contact delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food will be on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off, zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BlueWire. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BlueWire. Don't forget, that's Blue Wire for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's get into some DMs and voicemails. See what you guys have to say. First one that, that I'm looking at right now. We got um. Let's see here. First question that I think we talked about before where we got a bunch of will the Yankees even make the playoffs? And that's opening a question, but Murphy, what do you got from me there?
1: You know, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because that's something we would never, ever, ever even have a DM about, ever have a debate about. But, you know, at this point, if things go as they are with Toronto, we're a bubble team and there's two weeks left in the season. That's just the reality of it. So, yes, I do think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Um, it would be – I don't even know what I would do if they didn't. Cause I fully expected to watch the Yankees play deep into October and to not even be able to watch them play one game in October would be horrible, but uh, it's, it's something that's certainly a possibility now.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's tough. And I think that it's, it's one of those things where these next two weeks are going to be huge. And at this point, I'm going to say, I have no idea because <laughs> Anything can happen in the next, these next two weeks, but I'm, I'm hopeful to say the least. But things need to turn around. Next question comes from CJ. Shout out CJ, big, big uh, fan of the pod. Will the benching of Sanchez send him a message that will actually work? I genuinely don't think this is about sending a message because I just don't think he just looks lost in my opinion. I, I've said this for the past four episodes, right? He just genuinely seems lost at the the plate. He's not seen the ball well. And I don't think this is a matter of sending him a message or anything because I, I do think, and I, I, I like to think that he wants to play well, right? Who doesn't want to play well for the Yankees and win a, and win a world series, right? I don't think he's choosing to play poorly. So I don't, it's, it's again, it's like, Does he need a break or does he need more reps? And if you choose the wrong path, he's fucked either way. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Everything what you just said. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where it's a tough call. And the right call right now is the unfortunate call of we need to have him continuing to play because one, there's no realistic better option behind the dish. And two, he can't get hot at any moment. And I've been saying that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. But it is the truth where he can get hot at any moment. But we're still waiting for that point. And right now, we don't have any more incredible options. I think at the time the playoff comes and, I don't know, Kratz or Higashiosha is hitting out of their minds, maybe we'll throw him in. But it's hard to throw. It's hard to put a, a bat out of the lineup of Gary Sanchez even with how poorly he's he's doing.
1: Yeah, we've been down on him, but never know.
0: Yeah. A lot, a lot of questions, a, a lot of questions about Garrett Sanchez, but this question comes from Jay Chalk on. I definitely butchered that, but do you guys think labor will be back to his old self in time for the playoffs? Yeah, I, I I'm not really too worried about Glaver to be honest with you. Uh, and Murph, I want to hear your thoughts about this, but I'm not really worried. I think Glaber was hurt, and yeah, beginning of the season he wasn't playing amazing, but he did get hot before he got hurt. And Glaber is one of those guys where I I don't think he's had too many crazy, crazy, crazy downs and crazy, crazy, crazy ups. You know, he's not like a Gary Sanchez who goes off for two weeks and then sucks for the next four months. Right? He he's one of those guys who is who's usually very consistent. And I think once he gets to that point of being consistent, he's going to stay that way. So I'm not too worried about Glaber. And I think definitely by the time playoffs comes around and he has some more reps and he's going to be fine.
1: I'm with you. Um, Long-term, definitely not worried about it. Although I don't know if I'm seeing the same Glaber this year as I saw last year. Definitely different. I'm not quite sure if it's going to be the same Glaber in the playoffs. So you know, I hope I'm wrong, but I'd, I'd, my expectations, at least for Dwayler going into the playoffs, assuming we make the playoffs, is, you know, not that high. Don't not expect him to do terribly, but I'm not expecting him to hit 350 throughout the whole month of October or anything like
3: that. Yeah.
0: Another question comes from us from from a different CJ. A lot of CJs, lot of CJ's around here. Does Boone get a pass for this season and brought back? Or do the Yankees look for a new skipper? I love the word skipper. I think that's a really cool name for, for MLB coaches. Murph, what do you think?
1: Definitely not going to get Can. Uh, I wouldn't give him a pass either. Uh, I don't know if we re-sign him or look elsewhere. I, I really don't know. I think kind of the jury's out. and um, yeah. I definitely don't think it's a pass season. I'll say that much.
0: Yeah, I think the season, more than any other season, is a tough to make a call. I think I brought it up because Boone Boone's under contract until 2021, or he has an option for 2021 play um, contract options so the Yankees can pick him up if they don't want to pick him up for a for 2021 season. But I I don't think this season is a fair assumption of how he is as a manager. And I've shunned I've sh- him a lot. And we've all kind of shit on him a lot, and he does deserve some of that shit, but not all the shit. If that makes sense, <laughs> like he he definitely deserves some of it for his poor decision making. And I sound like a broken record, but not all of it is his is his fault. A lot of it is the guys' fault of not pitching well and not hitting well and getting in their own heads and just not having leaders in the in the 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 uh, the clubhouse. But that also kind of comes with Boone, too, right? Making poor decisions and bringing people in, bad pinch hit, DH roles. Maybe, you know, the manager has the power to even just nudge a guy to be that leader, right? You sure. you could go up to a Luke Voigt and just say, hey, man, like, let's, let's get these guys up a little bit, right? your whole team, you can, you can be that, that kind of, like, that puppeteer almost, kind of finding the guy to then be the leader if someone's not being there already right if you're seeing that kind of downplay in the clubhouse just nudge a guy right like you don't have to give it all to the the players to take it amongst themselves and figure out how to play better they need someone to look up, up look up to and i think that's why cc's the was so huge last season because he was automatically Absolutely. that guy right and Gardner I mean, if Gardner was playing a little bit better I think he would also be that guy too. Maybe he is, but he you know I don't see it and again I think the short answer is I I want to blame Boone. He's the easy person to blame, but this is the entire organization to blame right now and it sucks to say.
1: Absolutely with you. Yeah.
0: 100%. What else we got Top here? With the recent draft picks, do the Yankees keep Gary as our catcher beyond 2021? Listen, that's that's such a loaded question. I I do have faith in Gary. (laughs) I just think, I just really think he's having just an awful season, and that's my optimistic take on all that.
1: That all strictly depends on how well he does next year. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's the only factor. Yeah, this
0: is a good voicemail we got. I'm gonna transition to voicemails, but. If you guys have questions that you want to talk, or questions or topics, anything like that, please send us DMs every Sunday and sorry, every Monday and, and Thursday night. Send us DMs; we'll be talking about them on the podcast next day. Here's a uh, a voice note we got.
1: Hey,
2: what's up, guys? Um I appreciate it I love watching her stuff my name is CJ I'm a big fan of the show uh, of so CJ some things I have to like mention here is it just kind of looks bad now considering we didn't re-sign Romine and Gregorius considering both of them are having great seasons elsewhere and if we had those bats in the lineup it could have made a huge difference in situations like this but you can't you can't predict that if we didn't if we signed them anyway but the offense just needs to wake up man like I don't know what it is and Boone goes out and says, we're all pissed off. The fans are pissed off. The players don't look like they're pissed off. I mean, it sounds like they are, but they don't look like it. This team looks lifeless on the field. And they look dead. They, they just look dead. Like, I, I don't understand how lifeless you could look in huge games like this. And now we're only two games above 500. And we got knocked down a third. I mean, it, it's it's truly disgraceful. I mean, I'd like to see your, what you guys have to say about this, but yeah, it's truly awful. And one last thing
0: here, it it's it's tough to to tough to talk about because he, he brought up a good point of Roman and Didi. I think that was that was one of the the big takeaways I got from that one. It's 2020 vision, man. I mean, hindsight is 2020. You say you want to get rid of these guys, and they have great seasons. It's it's tough to say, oh, they're having a great season now. We should have resigned them, right? It's can't
1: predict that.
0: It, you can't predict that. It, it's so tough. But the I I here's the thing. I'll say it. I think Romine was more valuable than DD. I think he was more of a, a better person to resign. If we if, could, if, if we sure had someone to resign, bad. then I'd I'd pick Romine.
1: No, I'm with you. And it's last year, I, I was kind of thinking and saying the same thing where, like, I it wasn't so much that I thought we should re sign Romine because he was going to get starter money wherever he went, and he is getting that in Detroit. And he, we weren't going to pay him that, it wouldn't have made sense. But, like, in a perfect world, we would have been able to bring back um, Romine last year, and he would have been invaluable this year, uh, given how Gary's been playing. So, yeah, hindsight, yeah. hindsight
0: 2020. The thing about DD was I think every single Yankee fan on the face of this earth loved DD with all of our heart I was one of them I had a DD jersey. I had a DD cup mm-hmm. that I still would drink out of every day
1: <laughs> like I, 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 I didn't care actually believe it or not I think we had the same cup I think we've gone over this but I, yeah.
0: I I love DD everyone loves DD but there was just no spot for him that's the, that's the shitty part and we keep talking about, oh, we would have moved LeMahieu to first. But look who's the star player right now, Luke Foy. And he's playing for us right now, right? Yep. So it, it's so hard to say that one re-signing could change this whole thing. But there, with the depth of this lineup, there are just so, so many moving parts that it's tough to say, oh, if we did this one thing, we would have worked out and and everything would have been, would have been great, right? All right, yeah. we, let's listen to one more voicemail and then let's wrap this up.
3: What's up, guys? Uh, huge fan of the pod. I think you guys are great. Have a lot of insights. Just wanted to let, just wanted to see what you guys thought of uh, of Gary. I'm I'm pretty much off the Gary train at this point. I mean, I know what he showed in his rookie year and the first month he came up, he was like an absolute monster. And I don't know. It just seems like the league has kind of figured him out, and he's not he's not really he's not really the player I think the Yankees really thought he was going to be. I mean, not to mention his defensive stuff. Yeah, he's. Improved, but he's definitely not like top of the league at that standpoint. And, you know, I I was just wondering with, you know, with the Yanks, like, you know, how they're doing right now recently and uh, the skit that they're getting into. I just really feel like Cash needs to kind of shake things up. You know, I understand that the way the team's built, you know, you're never going to get rid of Stanton because he's on the team and you can't, you can't find a trade shooter of him. But I feel like they should take some calls on Gary. I mean, I know Gary
0: it's tough. I mean, I think the one, the one great thing that was mentioned there was that Gary is the whole league. kind of figured out what Gary is up to. That was interesting because the way I look at it and the way I watch games, right? It's sort of like I, Gary Sanchez gets up, I go get a drink, get some water, get a beer, come back. O two count against Gary Sanchez ball in the dirt or fastball up high strike three. Right. Right. I mean, I am. I am a, a person who, you know, outside looking in the TV, like I said before in this episode, and I'm watching these guys play and I can predict that's going to be a curveball in the dirt or a high fastball. And the guy hitting at the plate who's in the situation can't predict that. That's astonishing to me. He's, he again. He's just—he's just swinging for. He's just swinging to swing, in my opinion. And the league maybe has figured him out, and maybe that fucking sucks because they know exactly what pitch to throw to him. And I just think he hasn't made any adjustments.
1: Couldn't agree more. It. it I, I'm. I'm honestly getting sick of even talking about him. There's nothing we can do. Nothing yeah. we can say.
0: But, <laughs> in short. The, the Yankees need to pick it up these next couple of games. We need to win. We have the series against the Blue Jays, and then we go back to Baltimore. So yep. we have, let's see here, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in a row, and then we have an off day. And I believe that's Monday's off. Yeah, and that's our last yep. off day for the rest of the season, I believe.
1: Then back to Toronto. Then back, to, or they're coming to uh, yeah. Which. Then
0: back to play in Toronto. So these next six games, in my opinion, they're all they're all must wins. We need to get yep. hot. We need to go into the playoffs firing. There are literally no more excuses. We if we don't come out and win at least four of these six games, I don't know what to say. It's
1: the only chance we have at all is to get piping hot going into the playoffs. And that's gonna have to start now. Right now. Right now. Tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. Tomorrow. Tomorrow or why guys listening. So this is today. We need to get hot. We need to win the next five or six games in a row. Take a break, come back, go on another hot streak and win these games. I, I was saying it before to Torella off the air, but Right now, our Blue Jay, the Blue Jays, are our our biggest competitor, which is yeah. crazy to say. But the Toronto Blue Jays are the biggest threat in our way right now. Forget the Rays; I honestly think that they're going to win the division. As shitty as that sounds, I'll say it. Whatever. No,
1: they're going to win the division.
0: But the That's- the Blue Jays are our biggest threat. Our biggest threat right now. We need to beat them. We need to. We I can't rely on a wild card spot. We need to beat them in the in the division. We need to get them to get the number two spot because I don't feel comfortable playing the Rays in the fucking first round. Because they scare me to be honest, because they they kill us.
1: With you. Fuck. <laughs> 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 All right. What, well, a, what, what a good uh, venting episode. That
0: yeah, was. I know. That was just like I just feel like I was just yelling at just yelling at everybody for a long time. But that's what we're here for. If you guys want to vent, please send us voicemails. I didn't get to everybody I today. I might have cut a few of you short, but please send them. Love listening to them. Love trying to play them on the podcast if we didn't get to them already. You know, love uh, Love all the feedback. If you are listening right now, just take two minutes to go ahead and leave us a review. Really means a lot to us. And uh, great. Let's, uh, let's go Yanks, you know?
1: Let's go Yanks. Hopefully next time we'll have something good to talk about.
0: Yep. All right, everybody. Catch you later. See ya. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can still get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Thanks, Gary, for listening, everybody. Let's go, Yangs. Please your review one more time. really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you everybody coming back here, listening on it be Friday, right? All right. Thanks everybody, and we'll we'll catch you later.
1: Hey yo, I'm gonna be a That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I
3: Waiting for your next mistake I put in work And watch my status escalate Now
2: I'ma start collecting
3: props Connecting plots Networking like a conference Cause the nonsense is yet to stop Jake, shake me down Haters wanna take me down Break me down Clap All they heard was a sound Yo, I scoped it out I took your weak dream And choked it out Your bitch don't really got no ass She just poked
1: it out On the d I'm saying you versus me, yo We can do this shit right here In front of your people See time is money, kid And BS walks And to me, it's funny, kid When you meet head start casi festo